Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. This is the show for women who are tired of feeling tired, the sick of the to-do lists and the constant juggling of balls and spinning of plates, and they are ready to start putting themselves first again. Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. It's your girl, Nick, back for another episode. And today I am going to be talking about the disease to please. That's right. It's for all you people pleasers out there who are often finding themselves stuck doing things that they don't really want to be doing, but feeling a sense of obligation like they have to. So this episode is for all you people pleasers out there. And my intention with this podcast is that by the end of it, you will hopefully be in a place where you no longer feel the need to please. So being a people pleaser in recovery myself, I really, really relate to this topic. It's something that's just so interesting and I just see it all the time that I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a podcast about this because I think it's so common, especially amongst women. Um, I think there's this inherent need in us to feel like we are helping, but also really what we're looking for is to be liked. You know, we feel the need to be liked. What if they don't like us? You know, what if some, what if she thinks that of me? What if he, what if he thinks this of me? What, you know, and, and it's this overthinking all the time. And as a result, we end up with more on our plates than possibly we should. So I wanted to dive into this topic today. So what is people pleasing? I'm going to sum it up. I think people pleasing is agreeing up front to someone's face to do something. It's saying yes. When inside you're going, no, 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 no. <laughs> but you stood there nodding your head and going along with it and going, okay, sure. Yeah, no problem. And I have definitely been guilty of that in the past. I don't know about you. I have absolutely been in that position. As I've got older, I think it's got easier. And certainly, I'll tell you who has helped me with this massively is my husband, because he is just absolutely the opposite of a people pleaser. He's quite happy to say no. He's quite happy to say, you know, well, I'm not comfortable with that, or I don't want to do that, or well, no, I don't really feel like doing that. And, you know, I was in awe of that when we first met. I used to think, wow, okay. And at first I thought, well, this, this is this is new. And I was the complete opposite. I was like, I never, ever wanted anyone to think I wasn't happy to help. Because in my mind, that equated to the fact that then I would not be a good person if I wasn't willing to just say yes to what everybody wanted me to do. But you can imagine over years where that leads to. It leads to feeling drained. It leads to burnout. It leads to feeling resentful. And let me tell you, resentment is one of the worst emotions out there. It is that feeling of, oh, what's that quote? It's that feeling of, um, you know, like when you're just resenting someone and it feels like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, you know, holding on to that resentment. So it's, it really isn't a great place to be. So I, I did want to talk about people pleasing today. So what are the signs that you're a people pleaser? You know, what's the sort of thing that a people pleaser does? A, a people pleaser definitely for sure finds it 
really difficult to say the word no. That's right. Toddlers are 100% not people pleasers. <laughs> I think you've got so much to learn from children, actually. I think as we grow up, we get more screwed up. You know, kids are just so much more authentic, aren't they? They're they're all about themselves. And I've just got such a newfound respect for toddlers these days. The fact they don't have a problem with saying, no, no. So people pleasers will find it really, really hard to say no. People pleasers might also find themselves saying, sorry, oh, sorry, oh, oh, I'm sorry, all the time when they're not even at fault. Can I just say, I am so... I am so that person. If someone bumps into me on the street, I say sorry. <laughs> what? What is that about? I don't know what that is. It's like over politeness. I, I get on my own nerves when I do that because I'm like, why did I just say sorry when they just bumped into me very rudely because they weren't looking where they were going? And I'm like, oh, sorry. You know, but that's what people pleasers do. Often people pleasers find it really, really difficult to express their genuine opinion. So find themselves in maybe a debate or a conversation, nodding along, going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. When really they're thinking, I absolutely do not agree with this. I do not agree with what you're saying. I think this. But they feel too afraid to speak up. I don't know whether you're identifying with any of these, but I've definitely done all of these so far on more than one occasion. You're a giver or you, you know, you, you see yourself as a giver. You're someone who really likes to give to others. You're always doing people favors. You're always thinking about other people. You are really inherently thoughtful and maybe it sometimes kicks into overdrive and it doesn't just giving. It kind of maybe kicks into you sacrifice what you want in order to enable someone else to get what they want. And that's where you sort of start veering into the people pleasing danger zone because no longer is it about giving, you know, from a full heart, from a good place, from just a place of love and that you want to give someone something. It's coming from a place of martyrdom. It's coming from a place of, well, I'm I'm doing this for you, so you better like me. You better say nice things about me. You better appreciate it. And I have come to learn over the years, over and over and over again, that, you know what? Nothing good comes out of that situation. Because as the giver, or the martyr, whichever way you're looking at it, as the giver you feel depleted, you feel put upon, and you feel resentful for giving. In this, you know, I'm not saying that giving is a bad thing. Absolutely. What I, what I mean is that giving from a full heart when you're in a place to give is a wonderful thing, but giving from a place where you do not want to give it, or you do not have it to give, or you want to say no for any reason, that is not a good place to give from because what that feels like to you is resentment. And the other person, well, it depends who the person is, I guess. But I don't know, has anyone ever done something for you? Like, have you ever asked for a favor 
and you've asked for the favour and you you knew you were putting someone out, like you just knew that you were asking a lot of them and they've said yeah, but you could tell by the face they really wanted to say no, but they said yeah because they're trying to be a nice person, you've asked them and they, they're trying to help you out, but you can tell they don't want to do it. How does that feel? Does it feel good to receive that favour then? Does it feel good to take and receive from that person, it, I can tell you, it absolutely does not. It feels then, it does feel like a favour. It feels like you owe them. Um, now, maybe all people aren't like that. Maybe some people don't give a toss. I don't know. But I know that if I have ever asked someone for something and they've said yes, when really they meant no, and I've proceeded along that line, it, it's not felt good. I can, I can hand on heart say it's not felt good for either party. So I'm really aware of that now. I'm aware of when I'm giving, when I don't want to give. And I'm aware of if I ask someone for a, for a favour and they say yes, when I can tell that they mean no, I always say to them, just have a think about it. You know, just have a think about it. Let's discuss. Let me just look at another option, actually, because I don't want them to give something they don't have. Like, I don't want that. I don't want to receive something in that energy. So they are all signs that, you are possibly a people pleaser, that you have the disease to please. Um, and a couple of other signs might be that, you know, you, you actually don't have any free time. Like you are overloaded doing things, doing stuff like crazy things for people all the time. And you may even find yourself saying to other people, oh, well, I can't do this. You know, I can't, I can't go on that night out with you, or I can't go out for a coffee with you because I've got to do this for so-and-so. And so-and-so has asked me to do this. And the other person's asked me to do this and I've got to do that. And, and it, it constantly sounds like you are this saint who is so busy doing things for other people all day long that you've got no time for yourself. But really what you're being is a martyr. So the intention is that it's coming from a good place. So I need you to hear me when I say that, you know, this is not a, it's not a bad thing, but it's a thing that will deplete you. It's a thing that will drain you. And I think it all stems around this idea that saying no may lead to an uncomfortable conversation, an uncomfortable silence. It may even lead to conflict. And if there's one thing a people pleaser cannot bear, it's conflict. It's an argument. It is this situation where you are in, you know, loggerheads with someone. That is worst case scenario for a people pleaser and they will do anything to avoid it. So as I say, I am a a people pleaser in recovery, you know, I am very aware of my innate disease to please. And as I've got older, I have become so much more aware of actually how it's, it's dishonest. I'm saying yes, when I mean no, I am not almost being authentic because I am not saying what I mean. And I have found as I've become more conscious of it over and over and over, and as years go by that, you know, it does lead to resentment for sure. It absolutely leads to a place where you think, oh, I've got to do this. And you're irritated. You're irritated with them. You're irritated with yourself. So 
today's episode is all about steps to becoming more aware of your disease to please. And, you know, we might not be able to cure it. You might always have it. But I think just the awareness of it can help you manage your boundaries a little bit better. To maybe stop being so afraid of what you imagine to be the worst case scenario in your mind, which is an argument or conflict or worse still, someone might not like you. And at the end of the day, that is what this is all about. That is what the disease to please is. It's the need to feel liked and accepted. And I had heard a quote a long time ago and I'm trying to remember who it was who said it. And they said something along the lines of, you know, you aren't going to be everyone's cup of tea. Some people will love you. Some people will loathe you. And some people will just feel indifferent. You are never going to be everyone's cup of tea. Just like other people are not my cup of tea. You cannot please everybody. But that is something, a very uncomfortable truth that a people pleaser has to face. It's hard. (laughs) Is it just me? (laughs) But it's really important that you accept that because until you do, you're kind of just running around trying to control events so that you feel like you're being helpful so that other people will like you. And when you kind of look at it like that, is it really giving? Is it really coming from the most pure and loving place when you're giving? Or is it kind of a little bit controlling and manipulative? (gasps) And I hate saying those words. I hate even saying that myself, but is it really honest? So I think over the years, as I've come to think about it, I'm thinking, you know, is it because these actions that you're doing, the things you're saying yes to, are they really because you're trying to control people's perception of you rather than do what you really feel like? You're trying to control it so that you can orchestrate their response. And let's face it, there's going to come a time where someone doesn't like it. Someone just thinks, meh, not so fussed about her. Or, meh, don't really like her. And I think once you actually start to accept it, acknowledge that, and go so far to even embrace it, it's liberating. And that is what I want for you by the end of this podcast, is to be liberated by knowing that can't please everyone all the time. You just can't. So why drain yourself, stretch yourself, put yourself out trying to do it? So what sort of people do you think you attract into your life when you're a people pleaser? Oh, let me tell you. (laughs) You attract the people who take advantage of you. You attract the people who will put upon you. Not everyone, of course, because you'll find yourself offering to do things. You know, people haven't even asked you to do anything. You're you're in there, you're offering. (laughs) That's how much you want to please. But you will also get the people who will absolutely push your boundaries. And people will push you as far as you're willing to let them. They absolutely will. So there are people out there who, for whatever reason, will 
know you're a people pleaser, will see that you're a people pleaser and will 100% push you as far as you are willing to let them. This can be as far as, you know, I've known. It's really interesting. I grew up um, and I had the most amazing relationship with my nan and she was such a wonderful, wonderful, kind, funny, like just loving woman. She was amazing. And the thing that people used to say about my nan all the time was she'd give you the shirt off her back. And I still just think of that. It's just such a lovely, warm, fuzzy feeling when someone says that saying, because I knew my nan and I know that she was just honestly just a pure hearted soul. But when I think about that phrase, they'll give you the shirt off their back. It's actually, maybe it's not such a great thing because again, it's all about coming back to this giving from a full cup, you know, being full yourself so that you can give your best to others. Where when you give something that you don't actually have, how are you gaining from that? And really is the other person gaining as much as they could? So it's this whole, you know, this idea that to sacrifice ourselves in the name of someone else is a really amazing thing. It's a selfless thing and that is admirable. Well, I'm not so sure because I think all that happens is that you end up empty and resentful. And where's the fun in that? So if you find that your relationships are maybe not as satisfying as you think they should be, you maybe want to look at your responsibility in that. Is it because you're sacrificing what you want you're putting your needs to the side and putting everybody else's needs right to the top of the list. Maybe it's that. Because healthy, strong, meaningful relationships involve give and take. It's reciprocation. It's not all one way. So if you are finding that it's all one way, Firstly, you kind of have to take your responsibility in that role. Are you trying to orchestrate it that way so they owe you, so they have to be loyal to you, so they like you? And when I say all this, there's in no way am I implying that it is intentionally manipulative. It isn't. It's just a habit. It's just become a part of your personality and and how you operate. And genuinely, it always comes from like a a good place. You know, it comes from a, you want to please people, (laughs) you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you're trying to be amenable, agreeable, nice. And sometimes you get a kick out of helping people and that's lovely. But the impact it will have if you like on overdrive with this stuff and you're giving from a place where you don't actually have anything to give, where you're burnt out, where you're tired, where you're drained, you've already got a lot on your plate. You've got a full day at work. You've got to take the kids to after school, I don't know, activities, this, that, and the other. Perhaps you're caring for an elderly relative or grandparent. Um, you know, you've got so much on your plate and someone says to you, oh, I really need a favour. Uh, I've got, you know, I've been invited out at the weekend and I need you to watch my kids. 
and you're thinking, are you having a laugh? I'm absolutely shattered. <laughs> I'm absolutely exhausted. I'd love a night out. I'd love a day at a spa. But you find yourself going, yeah, no problem. Yeah, of course. That's when it's gone too far. It all kind of came to a bit of a head in my own life because I'll be honest with you, I didn't realise that I was like this. It kind of was just who I was. And it was only really years into, you know, my um, partnership and relationship with Simon and then into our marriage that he was asking the question, why have you said yes? Why would you say yes to that? Even worse, why would you offer to do that? Someone hasn't even asked me. I'm like actively offering to do things I don't want to do in order to help someone who seemed to be uncomfortable or put out a bit. So my response to that was, well, I'll put myself way out so you don't have to feel uncomfortable. I'll put myself out to the extreme so you're not a bit put out. What is that? (laughs) What is that? So it's only really, and I have Simon to thank for this, when he was saying to me, why why would you do that? (laughs) And I started thinking, oh, so is, is this not what everybody does then? This is just me? That I started to really analyze what was behind this behavior. What was I trying to do? And worse still, how sometimes that can actually lead to a negative spiral of behavior. And this in the, I might be getting this wrong, but in the therapy world, I believe this is called enabling, where people-pleasing gets to sort of the extreme where you don't want to upset anybody. You don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. You don't want to have a confrontation or conflict or argument with someone. So you are continuing to go along with what they want, even though it feels bad to you and you know for sure it's bad for them. But you continue to do it because in the moment it feels less painful for you to do that than to deny them. And that is called enabling. And I think that over time, then there's a lot of comeback from that. There's guilt and there's frustration with yourself. And then there's, you know, there's feeling responsible for the other person. So People pleasing is something that, you know, we all say, oh, I'm such a people pleaser. I'm, you know, it's something we all throw about. But actually, it can become a real, real problem. And you may even find your partner or your friends or your family saying to you, you know, getting frustrated with you because they can't understand why you spread yourself so thin. And often, again, it's for these sort of people who take advantage and they're like, why are you doing that for that person? They never appreciate you. They never return the favor. It's all one way. And if you're hearing people saying this to you, then perhaps you need to listen. If you're in relationships that feel all one way or someone else is noticing that, well, it seems a bit all one way, then perhaps this is your sign to start putting in some boundaries. So how do we begin to overcome our disease to please? And I think like with everything and everything I do with the Best Self Project is all about mastering small steps 
in my day rather than trying to make enormous, huge changes that feel too scary or are too big to maintain or are too outside the comfort zone. Sometimes things like this, you know, a lifetime of habit of operating in a certain way as a person, you need to maybe just start taking a few small steps towards putting some better boundaries in place. And for me, it started with getting more in touch with my feelings and and what I wanted to give. And I started just asking myself all the time, what do I want to give? What do I want to contribute? What is important to me and why? Because there are many times where you just want to give because you want to give, because you love someone, because you care for someone. It might be an absolute stranger, but in the moment you feel compelled to give something, whether it's support, whether it's, you know, emotional support, whether it's financial help, you know, whether it's charity, whether it's um, a friend who's having a hard time or anything that comes from a sense where you're thinking, I want to give this. And kindness is, you know, such an important thing and so underrated, I think, and so undervalued these days. And I think we mustn't get to caught up in beating ourselves up about people pleasing. And despite everything I've said, most of the people pleasers I know are just really nice people, really kind people, really thoughtful people, people who want to be a good citizen, be a good neighbor, be a contributing member of a community. And I do believe that. But the problem comes when it's just gone too far. You've spread yourself too thin or life has changed. You know, maybe you could give a certain amount in a certain way, perhaps before you had children or before you had such a demanding job and you are expecting too much of yourself now that you do have more duties or responsibilities or obligations in your life. You're expecting yourself to still be able to deliver as a people pleaser, um, to deliver on giving in the same way that you always did. And maybe that's just not possible anymore. You maybe just don't have the bandwidth. So be okay with that. But before you offer help or before you agree to help, maybe just check in with how you're feeling. If the inside voice is going, no, 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 <laughs> then maybe you want to just give yourself some time. And that is what I have learned to do. So I, I started off trying to say no. <laughs> and oh my goodness, I, I found it so hard to say the word no. It was unbelievable how hard it was. So I came at it a bit of a different way. I just stopped trying to say yes in the moment. I stopped nodding my head. I stopped agreeing to things straight away. And instead, my goal became I am going to make sure that I leave every conversation where I'm not 100% all in by giving myself some time to reflect. Because I often do say things in the moment. I'm very spontaneous. I say things in the moment and then I go away and I think, oh no, I regret that. Why have I just said that? Why have I just agreed to that? Because I'm just quite, you know, I'm in the moment. I'm, I'm excited or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. And then I walk away and go, no, <laughs> do you do that? Is it just me? Please tell me it's not just me. So I think my 
journey into curing my disease, please just started with that space. Just give yourself chance to have some thinking space around it and tell someone you'll come back to them. Just make that the goal. I'll come back to you. Let me have a think. I'll come back to you. Let me check. I'll come back to you. Let me have a look at my diary. I'll come back to you. I'm not sure I can 100% commit to that. Can I come back to you? They are all sentences that you can feel free to steal and start using today. And I think you've got to start practice. And this is what I started doing very, very consciously. Putting myself first. You need to learn to start prioritizing you because that's what this is all about. You have tied in your self-worth, your identity with being liked, with getting approval from other people. And let me tell you something, you don't need to do a thing to be loved. You don't need to do a thing to be liked. Yeah. In some cases, especially with the people who are takers, there isn't enough you can do in order to be liked. They just use you. But in the main, people aren't using you on purpose. They're just accepting what you're offering or asking an innocent question. Can you help? And you're going, yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you're thinking, oh, I can't believe you've asked me that again. How cheeky. (laughs) Sounding familiar? So practice putting yourself first. You know, if your cup is not full, if you are not operating from a full cup, there is no way you have got anything to give to others. You know, you can only start like the cup is for you. The cup is yours. The cup is what you need to lead a happy, fulfilling, energized, vibrant life. Everything that spills over that cup is the stuff for everyone else. So if you are feeling that your cup is empty, or maybe there's only even a few drops left, you should not even be remotely thinking about helping other people. So as they say on safety videos on every aeroplane you've ever been on, put your oxygen mask on first before you help anybody else. You know, it's absolutely amazing to be a caring, giving, kind person, but it's vitally, vitally important that you honor and support your own needs. So setting out to be less of a people pleaser and more of a people enricher is all about filling yourself up and learning to set boundaries. You've got to really check in with how you feel. You've got to notice when you're feeling that resentment build. And you need to really just start with the basics. Like, do I actually have time? Do I have the bandwidth? Do I have the headspace? Do I have the emotional resources to deal with this right now? And feel okay saying that. Because you often find that in your head, you're experiencing the worst case scenario. If you say how you really feel, that person will hate you or they will fall out with you or they'll never want anything to do with you again. But in reality, you find that when you actually say this stuff, when you actually go, oh, do you know, kind of come back to you. And then you go back to them and you say, do you know what? I'm really sorry. I can't make it. Or do you know what? I'm I'm just too tired at the moment. You know, I'd love, I'd love to spend time with you, but I just don't fancy a night out. I'm just too tired. I'd rather have a night in watching a movie. And you'll often find that people just come back to you and go, oh, no problem. That's fine. We'll do it again another time. 
most people, the people who aren't the takers, that that's what they'll come back with. You're just catastrophizing it in your own mind. So start with those questions, the very basic ones. Do I have time? Do I have the bandwidth? How do I feel about this? Am I resenting it or do I want to give? How will helping them and saying yes make me feel? And give yourself space to go back with an answer. Just start there. It's one of the easiest ways if you find saying no too hard, just say, oh, let me have a think, can I come back to you? Or let me check, can I come back to you? I think that has far more integrity and is showing up for yourself and for everyone else for that matter, far more than just saying yes to everyone's demands. I hope today has helped all you fellow people pleasers out there. Uh, I hope it's resonated and it's always a good reminder for myself <laughs> when, I, when I find myself, and I often do, veering down that road again of, you know, saying yes when, quite frankly, I want to say something else that is often explicit. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Best Self Podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, be sure to subscribe and you would also massively be helping a girl out if you would rate and review the podcast today. I would love to know what you thought. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Best Self Project and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.